Hello, you're listening to the Business Butler Podcast, where we serve you tasty business solutions in bite-sized morsels on a silver platter. And now here's your host, Clayton C. Butler. You've probably seen the video. Steve Harvey on the set of Family Feud talking to the audience. He tells them, unless you take the jump, the leap of faith to pursue the calling, purpose, or dream that you've been given, you'll never achieve it. That video became the premise behind a best-selling book, and that's what we're going to talk about on today's Book Review Monday. Clayton C. Butler here, your business butler that serves all your creative business solutions on a silver platter. Before we dive in real quick, if you find these videos helpful and you're interested in having me and my team grow your business with marketing, advertising, and other creative multimedia business solutions, reach out to us at 1-833-3-BUTLER or go to butlerhelpme.com, butlerhelpme.com, and we'll schedule a time to talk and see if we're a good fit for each other. Today's book for the Monday book review is Jump. Take the Leap of Faith to Achieve Your Life of Abundance by number one New York Times bestselling author, Steve Harvey. The wildly successful Steve Harvey is a megastar of comedy and television, but the journey from where he started to where he is now was not an easy one. The book recounts a young Harvey who knew at a very young age that he wanted to be on television, despite his teacher's ridicule and lack of beliefs in his dream. Harvey tells how he discovered his true purpose in life, to entertain people while standing in at a comedy club's amateur night. He quit his job the very next day. In the book, we learn how Harvey was homeless, living in his car, and at his darkest hour, when he felt like throwing in the towel, he received a once-in-a-lifetime call from the Apollo Theater, his dream, and an opportunity that could put him on the map. There was only one problem. He didn't have the money to get there. Then another chance phone call from a nearby comedy club paid him just enough to make the trip to the Apollo that catapulted him into stardom. Now that's just the tip of the iceberg. Harvey recounts the defining moments of his career and personal life in this inspiring and motivating book. The book opens with his now famous speech he gave to his family feud audience. It's not very long, so I'd like to read that to you for those who aren't familiar with it. I'm going to tell you something that every successful person in this world has done in his or her life or career. Every successful person has jumped. They've taken their hopes and dreams and took a leap of faith toward them. If you desire greatness in your life, eventually you're going to have to jump. You cannot just exist in this life and automatically find happiness. You have to live every moment to the fullest to achieve a life of abundance. Imagine you're standing on the cliff of life and you see people soaring by, going to exotic places, or maybe your neighbor up the street purchases a new car every two years and you think, how does he do that? At those moments, did you ever stop to think, maybe this person has identified their gift, or maybe he's living in his gift? Your Bible says your gift will make room for you. The only way for you to soar is to jump. You have to take that gift that is packed away in your backpack, jump off the cliff, and pull the cord. If you don't ever use it, you're going to become strictly a worker. Your days will become routine. You'll hopefully have enough money to pay your bills. Is this how you want to live? 
If you're getting up every morning and go into a job you hate, that's not living. You're just existing. At some point, you have to see what life is like. The only way you're going to see what living is like is to jump. When you first jump, your parachute will not open right away. I wish I could tell you that it would, but it won't. You're going to hit some rocks. You're going to get some skin torn off, scraping against those cliffs. You may even get parts of your clothes torn off. You'll get some cuts and possibly bleed pretty bad, but eventually that parachute will open. That's a promise from God. It's not a theory. It's a promise. You can stand on that cliff of life and be forever safe. You can avoid the cuts and tears. If you don't jump, I have another promise. Your parachute will never open. You'll never know what greatness God really has in store for you. He's promised a wonderful life for you. Your Bible says that he comes to give you life and give it more abundantly. If I were you, I would jump. That's the only way to get to that abundant life. You have to jump. You have got to take a chance or you'll have more of the same. I completely encourage you to see what God will manifest in your life. If you jump, trust me, God will hold you up. He didn't bring you this far to let you fall. Before you leave this earth, before you die, do yourself a favor. Just jump one time. That's the underlying theme of this whole book. Having the faith enough in God and in yourself to take the jump into your purpose. As a business owner and entrepreneur, I can relate to much of what Harvey talks about in this book. Taking a risk for a dream, leaving a dead-end job, scraping by, having a supportive wife to help you be successful. I was encouraged to learn how long his success journey was. And what seemed like an overnight success was really years in the making when preparation and faith met opportunity. Now, for my Christian friends, you might be tempted to jump to the conclusion that this book is a book about the prosperity gospel. It's not really that message. While Harvey shares his personal faith experience and the Bible scriptures and principles that he stands on, and credits God with his success. This book is not a come to Jesus and he'll make you rich book. It's more along the lines of take me as an example that if I can do it with God's help and grace and goodness, then you can too. So it's a demonstration of both Harvey's foundation of faith in God's goodness and abundance and a testament to his undeniably tenacious work ethic. Now, here are just a few of my personal takeaways from the book, and it may be information that you already know, but in my case, I intellectually knew it, but I didn't really take it to heart. When I reread this in the book and I saw it through the example of his story, it kind of helped helped it resonate with me, and maybe it'll resonate with you too. The first key point that resonated with me is that bad experiences are lessons. They're not failures. And I'm going to read a little bit from page 22. I don't listen to many people who haven't been knocked down by life. I don't take a lot of advice from folks who talk a good game but aren't out there on the court of life taking their shots. I recommend seeking advice from people who have traveled the road you've traveled who have the experience to give you good advice, not people who try to give you advice about the things they don't know anything about. 
They may mean well, but their limited experience could affect you negatively. With every lesson you learn, you add more confidence and gain more strength for the next part of your journey. But you must determine that the experience was a lesson, not a failure. If you consider the experience a failure, then you lose confidence. A series of failures, losing a bit of confidence each time, will leave you so unsure of yourself that you won't even try to get back in the game. You've got to determine that your experiences are lessons, not failures, not mistakes, lessons. It's kind of something that we all should know. As a business owner and an entrepreneur or a professional or a human being in general, we're going to make mistakes in life. And sometimes we start to take those to heart to think that there's something wrong with us or that we've made a mistake or that we are failures. And we take that maybe we have failed at a task as we are failures when that's not the case. So this resonated with me here that our bad experiences are just lessons. They're not failures. The next takeaway for me was that uh, the jump to get to your dream requires hard sacrifices and it takes faith and perseverance. And we all know that. But it's good to have a reminder of that every now and then from people who have been there. So on page 38, he writes, When I took my leap, I believed, as the scripture promises, that his blessings would overcome me and chase me down and that I would receive all the things that I'd asked for and had hoped for. These sentiments are so ingrained in my psyche that when things do not go the way I had planned, I know there must be something better for me. And it's those expectations, those hopes, that allow something better for me to come into place. You've got to take the gift that's packed away on your back, in your backpack, and you have to jump off the cliff and pull the cord. Your gift will open up and let you soar. Whenever I dare to hope, I know that God's blessings will overtake me. The kind of hope that I'm talking about is when you realize that you're creating your life with God. The kind of hope that I'm talking about is mapping a plan for what you want and how you plan to achieve it. The kind of hope I'm talking about requires you get out of your bed and you make something happen in your life every day. The kind of hope I'm talking about will motivate you to find that thing that you were created on earth to do. I know it's hard to see God's abundance when you have bills coming at you so fast that you don't know how you'll keep up. Trust me, I've been there and back. I've lost everything I've owned twice. But it cost you nothing to hope. It cost you nothing to dream again. It cost you nothing to open your heart and love again. It costs you nothing to believe that that little bit of hope in your heart can create a life far beyond your dreams. I don't worry when my hope doesn't work out the way I'd planned. It puts me in a position to try something new. My only job is to keep getting up and allow my hope to propel my life forward. Every morning I'm blessed to see another day is yet another chance that I have to dream again. It's an opportunity for me to see how I can do it better. It's another opportunity to jump toward the life that God's planned for me. There's no such thing as a hollow hope. I've lived through enough to know God's plan for me will always be better than anything I could dream of. That's encouraging to me to know that somebody who's lost everything they've ever had twice has lived 
homeless in a car that waited years upon years to see what they had dreamed of when they were young come into fruition still could keep the faith through all the trials through all of the through all of the negativity through all of the loss through all of the quote unquote failures that's encouraging to me and i hope it's encouraging to you too and finally perhaps this is one of the biggest ones that I keep forgetting, and I need to keep on my mind. Be careful that you're not sharing your big dreams with small-minded people. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) Be careful that you're not sharing your big dreams with small-minded people. And on page 129, he says, I rarely quote rappers, but Biggie Smalls was right. More money, more problems. Several years ago, after the first few seasons of Family Feud and after the first season of the Steve Harvey Show, I had a business associate close to my camp say, you've got to be careful about spreading yourself too thin. I highly value this person's opinion, and what he said did not change my view of his talents. However, I had to recognize that he simply did not share my vision. When God puts something in your imagination, you have to run with it. You can't let anybody kill the vision that God puts inside you. My vision had become much bigger than my associate. The things I was imagining were larger than their perspective. As I sat down and began to tell him that I was going to branch off into bigger opportunities within entertainment and larger ventures outside of entertainment, he started giving me pushback that was disguised as good advice. My associate was afraid that I would spread myself too thin and overexpose myself. He was more worried about how this could affect his livelihood than he was concerned about having faith in me and my abilities. I really enjoyed this book. It was an inspiring and entertaining read. And overall, although I've never met Steve Harvey in person, One of the things that stood out to me was that while being honest about the struggle and the work ethic his road to success required, he was always quick to give credit and honor to those who helped him along the way, be it God, his parents, his wife, or even his naysayers. If you're an entrepreneur who's taken the jump and are waiting for your chute to open, or if you're just standing on the cliff, trying to muster up the courage to take that leap, I encourage you to pick up a copy of Jump by Steve Harvey. No matter where you are in the jump, reach out to me and my team at Butler Productions, and we'd love to help you grow and succeed with advertising, marketing, and other creative business solutions. So give us a call at 1-833-3-BUTLER or go to butlerhelpme.com. And as always, have a great one. Thank you for listening to the Business Butler Podcast. To learn more about Clayton, visit ClaytonCButler.com. Need help growing your business? Then reach out to the Butler Productions team at 1-833-3-BUTLER or go to ButlerHelpMe.com. The Butler Productions Podcast is property of Butler Productions, LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.